Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. WrestleMania! WrestleMania is running The world's number one sports and recreation podcast is back. It's called Cheap Heat. Bear the dog is here. It's a Friday. It's been two weeks since you've gotten Cheap Heat, so welcome back. I want to apologize for the mini hiatus, the mini hiatus, Um, just a crazy couple of weeks with this album getting finished. Then SGG went on vacation. I had the pay-per-view last week. A lot has been going on. Also, I've been hearing from um, different people, different suggestions for the podcast. And one that's come up is Patreon. And I'm considering that as a viable option. And I'm curious to what you guys, the listeners, think. The hardcore peckerheads, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. You can email me, Instagram, Twitter, Rosenberg Radio. You can reach out. I'm thinking about Patreon. You know, instead of trying to find uh, the right partner, which is an arduous process to start out with. And then on top of that, I'm just, to be, you know, totally honest, there's so much other stuff going on. And I already love the podcast as it is. You know, I don't really have some sort of major aspiration to be working with another company. So I'm curious to ask you guys what you think, and you can reach out wherever you like is the thing that makes the most sense to continue to be putting out the podcast as we do, free every week, but then just offering a Patreon opportunity to people, which would include watch-alongs, a private message board with me, SGG, and Dip, like a Discord page that's just for, you know, so it's almost like a big Jew World Order where we can all sort of message back and forth about what's going on some special um, episodes, some special interviews that we do for the Patreon. Is that what makes the most sense? And to just keep this thing going, and then those who want to contribute, you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever it might be to get all the extras they can, and those who don't, boom, you just keep rocking with the podcast. I'm starting to lean towards that's what makes sense. So we have a lot to do today. SGG is in Mexico. Um. Should we try to just call SGG in Mexico at 8 a.m.? No, that's not nice. It's 8 a.m. Let's not bother him. Here's what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to share something with you that's been on my mind. And I think the Cheap Heat universe is exactly who I need to share this with to get your feedback. So yesterday, a caller called the K-Show and attacked me, which is not uncommon. 
I am often the the focal point of a lot of haters who, you know, listen, I could argue the different many reasons why, whether they think it's my, you know, political beliefs that they've picked up on or, you know, the fact that I, you know, I care about the things that I care about. But one thing that always ends up happening very often is an attack on wrestling. And sometimes it doesn't get to me and sometimes it does. Now, what I'm about to play you guys from the K-Show, I have not heard back yet. I just know that when it happened, I was not particularly proud of how I acted. But at the same time, not because of how I responded to the person, but just how it would come across to other people. And like, I, I, I you know, I'm anyways, I'm, I'm going to play it for you guys. And you can tell me whether I was out of bounds or whether me going complete heel on this guy was the right thing. So I'm going to take you back to the K-Show yesterday, and here's where the dude is calling in. Hi, Michael. All I got to say is, last night, I think you did great on the call. You got to call it like that. That last call is as stupid as Peter's freaking open. Terrible. Terrible. You're calling the game for the Yankees fan. That's like saying, oh, they won the 28th World Series. Great job, Yankees. Good night. Good to talk to you. Peter, you're a moron. Well, but here's here's wow. the thing. Please keep him there. Please keep him there. Here's the thing, sir. What I was pointing out, even though it wasn't nearly as deep as you're making it, is that because of what's happened this year, it's not like the World Series. It had happened you know, the night that, before. It's still, it's still for the Yankees fans. It's not for everyone else. It's for the fans. It's for the guys watching it. But He's it's not the, the World the Series. It's not the World Series, genius. You're yelling loud. I You're calling names. It had happened the night years, before. Genius. Oh, my God. You know, I'm talking to the guy that gets excited over a wrestling call. Oh, the Undertaker won in his 150th championship. Wonderful moves. Come on. Oh, that, that's a great I I, I, I love you. when people bring up wrestling. It's so smart of you. It's so smart. How do you guys come up with mocking wrestling? No one ever does that. Here's the difference between me and you. My love of wrestling makes me earn more money in a year than you've earned in your life. Now, that's a terrible place to go. Don's done this before, and he regretted it. Oh, you know what? I immediately feel a regret, and I'd like to <laughs> apologize for what just happened. Um, I Just because you're fortunate, you you, you no, won no, 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 the no, not fortunate. lottery. I, I worked harder to get to the WWE than he had to work to become uh, to not be a virgin anymore. We don't even know if that's true. But I will tell you, I worked for a moron. I worked for a decade straight to get there, and now instead of being a yo-yo who calls radio shows to talk about a sport that I have nothing to do with, I got myself in the sport. So you want to make fun of me because I'm passionate about it? Listen, he compared it to the World Series. It wasn't the World Series. But by the way, Michael, you're you know what? So there it is. Listening back, I actually don't feel bad. That's really interesting. I, you know, I have this, this, I can beat myself up about things and feel really bad. And then I don't want to hear what was said. And then I go back sometimes and I'm like, that wasn't bad. So maybe, maybe you guys will disagree or maybe you'll agree, but it, it, going back and, and hearing it, like, I actually think it was a pretty good promo. <laughs> and like, I, I, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who think it's uncouth and just like douchey. For me to go out there and throw out things about money 
which you guys, I think you know, I don't really care. That's not that's not a huge motivating factor for me, for better or for worse. A thousand percent. But he had it coming. And like, you know, I, I, I felt so bad. Like, oh, there are people out there struggling. Here I am showing off about money. But really, it was just to talk trash to that guy. And I don't even know. That guy could be rich. Who knows? But the the... My guess is that you guys, when you heard him insulting wrestling the way I did, probably felt the same way I did and were like, Rosenberg, rip him. So I felt bad, but now playing it back, I actually feel a little better about it. So uh, anyways, that that was a moment on the K-Show. And by the way, you guys can stream the K-Show wherever you live. I got to tell you, it's a very, it is a fun listen. Once you get to know the characters on that show, it's sort of like this show. Once you know the characters on the K-Show, it's, it's, it's a good listen every day. We stream live on the ESPN app or... Uh, whatever your streaming, um, you know, home system is. Um, I prefer not to use the name of my ex-wife. It, it, that's one of the worst things. When you've been married to someone named Alexa, and then everyone's thing is, Alexa, play blank. It's a little awkward. So whatever your thing is, your Google, your Amazon, your Echo, whatever they're called, you can listen to the show wherever. So um, I believe I'm going to be joined by Dipperstein at some point today. Um, but it like a dip moved into Dipperland Ranch 2.0. SGG is, I believe what he's doing is scouting his wedding site in Mexico, or he's just on vacation again. We know SGG is not only the physically large, he's the physically on vacation. So he is off in beautiful Mexico uh, with his lady relaxing. So right now it's just me. Um, but I think Dipper Dipperstein's going to join in a bit. Not a thousand percent sure, but either way, there's stuff to get to from this weekend and from this week. Um, there's the WrestleMania backlash situation. There's the uh, flesh eating zombie situation. Um, there's a lot that has happened. There's the release of Velveteen Dream, which is probably where we should start here today, and. It is being reported now everywhere that Velveteen Dream is no longer um, and that he is gone from WWE. And I, I guess none of us are really surprised by that. But at the same time, man, what a disappointment when you think about where his career began and where we are now. I mean, this was a guy, and you know, we don't know the 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 reasoning exactly behind Velveteen's eventual exit from WWE, but we do know that things happened. Him supposed supposedly allegedly talking to underage people sexually, you know, and I don't even know all the details of it. I just know that that was a thing, and. I again, that may have been the reason things slowed down for him. It seemed that it was. But now, where we are at this very moment is that it's being reported everywhere that NXT star Velveteen Dream has in fact been released. Real name Patrick Clark. Um started with 2015 Tough Enough where he was voted off the show but made a huge impact. And then in 2017, Velveteen Dream shows up, sort of this Prince-like, Freddie Mercury-like, almost androgynous 
character. Um, and these things started coming out, and now the word on the street being reported by basically everywhere is that he is gone. And, man, you, you this is a guy who many people, myself included, believed that he could have made it to a very high level. Very high level. And I'm talking about their people thought world champion. He was North American champion for some time. A lot of people thought he would make it to the tip top of the WWE. Now, there are always things about him. He had a tendency to rub people the wrong way with things that he did. Um, You know, the, the call me up Vince on his trunks. The... You know, the best thing that maybe he ever did was when he dissed Hulk Hogan on Twitter and said, nice try, Terry. He was a brash dude who seemingly had the potential to go very, very far. And for whatever the reasons are, you know, listen, if it turns out the things he's alleged to be are true, then, hey, this is sounds like the right thing. But this comes way after those allegations emerged. So it's probably a combination of things that led to the end of Patrick Clark and WWE. And then the, the, the hard part is, because of these allegations, I find it very unlikely that he will pop up anywhere big. That to me, it, to me, this is the end of the line for Velveteen Dream as a big time star. I'm sure there are smaller outfits that are be will be willing to take a shot on him. I just can't see it being the the big the big guns anymore. Because there's going to be so much heat that comes with that. So there's no way to look at this in any other way than a huge disappointment and a waste of talent and charisma. Um and whatever it is that led to him doing the things that he's doing uh i hope he gets help for it so that's it for velveteen dream and uh his run in wwe now some interesting news before we get into the wrestlemania backlash of it all some interesting news on the aew front we found out this week that AEW has a new show premiering in August. Rampage. So let me give you the breakdown. This is from Sports Illustrated. Um, they report on a Busted Open interview with Tony Khan, who, man, he's like a regular on Busted Open at this point. Shout out to the Busted Open guys. AEW Rampage will debut in August. Actually, it's August 13th at 10 p.m. on Friday nights. It will be AEW's third hour of national television every week, of course, along with Dynamite, which airs on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. for now. Tony Khan also announced that both Dynamite and Rampage will move from TNT to TBS in 2022. 
also announced AEW will present quarterly special events airing on TV on TNT. So the the short of it is you're getting a new hour-long show Friday nights on TNT to start and then eventually TBS called Rampage. And then you're getting Dynamite moving to TBS. And then both will be on TBS. Of course, TBS and TNT, same company, all owned by Turner. TBS, the former Superstation. Now, I, if I had my druthers, if I was adding an hour-long show to the schedule, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I would throw that show on Saturdays, 6.05 p.m. I would go to the old classic WCW slot. That's, to me, what makes the most sense. I don't know if I love the Friday night 10 o'clock. I just don't know if that's a time when I'm ever going to check in. Now, they will capitalize on the fact that SmackDown airs live Fridays 8 to 10 on Fox. So you do have some wrestling crowd that is already built in on Friday nights. And will they then just flip the channel and see what's going on on Turner? But for me, I say no. I say it's already hard to watch SmackDown on Fridays because people go out Fridays, they have dinner with their family Fridays, whatever. And the idea of adding a third hour, yes, there'll be occasions where you do it because you have a night where you're doing absolutely nothing and, and you get to it, but by and large, you know, maybe, maybe they have an advantage that they're not on at 8 and you can flip it on later, kind of when the kids go to bed after dinner time, things like that. And because it's a Friday night at 10 o'clock, if your kids are into wrestling, you can let them stay up a little bit later and watch it. But I'm surprised no one has gone out, gone after the classic Saturday morning style wrestling like we grew up with. You know, like depending on your market, it might be on 11 a.m., might be on 12 noon. And then, of course, that was WWE. And then, of course, they had WCW on TBS in the afternoon evening. So I find it a little bit curious that they went with Friday, but hey. And, you know, AEW, this is an aggressive move. And I will say, I believe the only thing that AEW is struggling with right now is doing a bit too much. I I believe that they have too much new talent, and now I believe they're going to have too much programming. I think that to build a brand that really gets people dialed in, you need to give people familiar. And as someone who watches but doesn't watch every week, but I, I often watch the pay-per-views, if you end up being that kind of viewer, and, and I'm talking about sometimes even when I'm pretty regular, like, Catch an hour one week, watch the next week, miss the following week, then watch the following week. You know, like I'm not saying I'm 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 out. Like I, I basically flip it on to some degree every week, but I'm not committed to two hours every week. 
If that's the kind of viewer you are, I find it to be very hard to keep up. I really do. Like, I just find that if we were to go over the results of, like, this past week, how many people are there going to be who you're really not that familiar with? I find that when I, I turn it on, it, there are a lot of people I don't know. And, 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 a, and an obscene amount of factions as the never-ending construction of my building starts. A lot of factions, a lot of tag teams, a lot of talents. You got the pinnacle. You got the inner circle. You know them. But they're the biggest ones. There's so many more. You got Team Taz. There's just so there's so many damn people. I do like that we're we're hearing about another sta- stadium stampede at Double or Nothing. God, do you know how annoying this construction has been in my apartment? Shout out to everyone who lives in New York. It's not even real construction. It's the most fakakta, nothing, building maintenance, endless construction crap of the millennium. And it never ends. They had a match this week between Austin Gunn and Anthony Agogo. I, I don't know how many people are super in tune with Austin Gunn and Anthony Agogo. Alex Marvez interviews Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. Big impact vibes. And that's not a knock to Kazarian and Daniels, but man, they will always just give me impact. TNA impact when TNA impact was not that great vibes. And that's not a knock to their talent. It's just the association from being there for so long. So this week, if you were to look actually at the the week on AEW, it was actually a lot of talent that I knew. But uh, there have been weeks where I check in and I'm like, I don't know who I'm looking at here. A thousand percent. I don't know how Dipperson will feel. He, he generally thinks that everything they do is perfect. But I also don't think he's been as dialed in as he once was. That said, you head over to Raw and you head over to WWE and there were some tough things this week for sure. The backlash... The WrestleMania backlash match between Damian Priest and The Miz, a lumberjack match that turned out to be a zombie lumberjack match. There are really two schools of looking at this. The most common school, this was the dumbest thing ever. What are we even talking about? Why were there zombies? Why did a match end with The Miz being covered in zombies? And then there's the school of people who feel like, calm down. It's an integration with a movie. They got money for it. It was a silly thing. There have always been silly things in wrestling. And depending how you look at it, I can call it either way. I I guess maybe I don't love that it appeared in the middle of the show and it forced the commentary team to really have to sort of be involved in it and acknowledge it and, and sort of give the zombies some level of credence 
Like, I think it puts Adnan Verk and those guys in a tough spot. Um, But that said, I don't know if it's as big a deal. Like, even when I heard about it, I was like, oh, Lord. But in reality, I don't know how big a deal it actually is. I mean, think about the level of suspense we we decide to, or the the level the level of disbelief that we decide to suspend on a weekly basis. You know, we do it all the time. And is this really the be all end all? I don't know. I have I, I I really do. I'm split on it because in some ways I really am like, oh my gosh, why, why, why? And then in other moments I'm like, I mean, because they got a check for it and it was a cute thing to do. It's not the end of the world. I, I and I, I know that's not the right way. I know I should go Dave LaGreca screaming out of his mind lunatic. But I don't know that I really feel that way. I really don't. And I know some of you are sickened by that, and some of you probably feel feel the same way I do, which is like, why is this this that big a deal? And let me play you Dave LaGreca this week, who, I mean, he's borderline. I mean, I... I <laughs> LaGreca is so out of his mind. Here we go. Let's let's listen. They to put in that ring during that match between Damian Priest, who just came up from NXT and I think is a future superstar. The Miz, who's a former world champion, deserves more than pretending to get eaten by zombies in a ring. Everybody loves to bring up the Shockmaster. Everybody loves bringing up RoboCop. Everybody loves to bring up David Arquette. Well, guess what? WCW is dead. Why? Because of those instances. And 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65 years from now, people are going to be talking about that that I had to pay to watch at WrestleMania Backlash where f***ing zombies are attacking the wrestlers and Adnan Burke is explaining to me what a zombie is. I don't have to take that So you know what I did? I turned it off. I turned it off. I turned it off. I turned it off. Do you love pro wrestling? I love pro wrestling, David. Vince McMahon doesn't. Vince yes, McMahon does. doesn't. No, he fucking <laughs> hates ro- yes, pro he wrestling. He hates it. He hates pro wrestling. He thinks it's disgusting. He hates pro wrestling. Okay. All right, Dave. Oh, my Lord. Shouts to Busted Open. Um. Yeah, no. I. It's not that deep. It's And, and, and again... You know, I, I I don't like to um, look down at the way fans view wrestling because I'm a fan and I, I view wrestling in a similar way a lot of the time. But I will say I do get an inside view that I'm very grateful to get. And I talk to a lot of people. Like, I mean, honestly, my days at WWE are basically spent 
talking all day long about wrestling. And while this is something that I don't think I would have done, I think I would have went for a different way to do the integration. I also think we overstate it when you start going down this path of Vince McMahon hates wrestling. This is this is a joke. The, this is uh, the Miz deserves better. I talked to the Miz. The Miz didn't care. The Miz wasn't upset. I, I don't want to speak out of school, but like he wasn't upset. It, it's 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 you know it's not the. It's, it's choosing one moment. There's a lot of reasons to complain about what's happening right now. There are reasons to be frustrated. There are reasons to be disappointed at times. I don't feel that this is the thing to hang your hat on. This, to me, isn't as problematic as bad week-to-week storytelling. This, to me, and this is where I have a huge disagreement with SGG. SGG was asked, there was a, someone asked on Twitter, uh, I guess they asked a general question, SGG responded. What would you keep from the COVID era in wrestling moving forward? And SGG said that he would keep the Thunderdome for weekly TV. I was flabbergasted. And I know SGG, one of the things that makes him a great podcast host is that he has takes that are out there. That's why I love having SGG on the show. Besides him being a great friend, his takes are what makes the show go in a lot of ways. But when I saw him say that, I thought this. Oh my God, who is this man? It was a shocking, if he means that, if he really thinks that the answer moving forward is to not go back to live crowds every week. Stop yourself. Come on, SGG. Come on. And the I, I'm guessing, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but knowing SGG, the logic he's going to use is that when you when you avoid live crowds, you avoid having fans dictate storylines. SGG. Stop yourself. First of all, yes, fans shouldn't stop storylines before they even start. They shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't completely dictate what you do to every boo or cheer. But in a sense, yes, you should. This is a sport, a form of entertainment that is completely based on fans. And sometimes, for better or for worse, the fans change the product. This just needs, needs, needs fans back I would never keep the Thunderdome I would keep it in my back pocket as something to do as an as an option 
They've done something special that made things much better than it could have been. And maybe there are shows that you don't want to spend big money on, smaller shows, main event, whatever it is that you use the Thunderdome for. But the idea of Raw and SmackDown not going back to live crowds is insanity. There is not a person on the roster who would agree with this idea. I, the fans are so important. They're just so damn important. That the idea of keeping the Thunderdome because it keeps your, it it gives you the ability to not have the fans voice heard on the show. Have things been that great? Have the stories been that great because of the lack of fans? Come on. I I gotta I gotta bring in a guest now to uh to help me with this conversation. I'm gonna bring him in right now. There is there is that beautiful bald head. Welcome to the Bald Club, Mr. Sam Roberts. Thank you for having me. If I'd known how great this club was, you told me. You told you said it. You're not lying. You set the tweet out and you said a long time ago. You said this was the way to go. We sat and, we were sitting somewhere. It came up a couple times, but I remember we sat at lunch one day and I said, "What are if the hair thing's your gimmick, you got to start preparing for when the gimmick is gone." what's the next step because i saw i saw what was happening in front right when are we going to make the move tell us before i ask you my wrestling questions what was the final impetus for shaving the head well like you know i've been having these conversations with other people for a while as well as it's going as it's going and you know the question of the hair plugs came in you know the follicle treatments that are so popular and i'm like i i can't I can't. It's not me. If it goes wrong, it's going to look so bad. Like, it wasn't even a consideration. And it was, I, it's one of those things where you just look one day. And, like, I, like, pull my hair back. And I could literally see my whole head. Let me see, let me see how I mean? much hair you got on top there. Let me see what's going on. Oh, my God. Sam, you had no chance. You had no chance. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so, like, yeah. You've got, it's, it's shocking. You have less than me up uh, in the front. Nothing here. It starts, I mean, here. <laughs> it's here, really, it you have, it's half, it's almost halfway back. So you were getting, the curls that you had up front were just dragged from the middle of your head. And you can see, like, the. there's so much, I was getting so much <laughs> from these two little, like, dueling widow's peaks here, just kind of, like, you know, fluffing and fluffing and fluffing, that it was like, I could literally see my whole head. <laughs> And I was like, I like the way my head looks. Like, it's not. No, you don't have a bad head. You don't have a bad head and you have a very full beard. So what are you even thinking about? And that's what, like, literally, I was like, yeah, no, I'm doing this. And once I decided to do it, it, you know, it's one of those things where you're not, like, I'm not sitting there thinking about it for weeks. Like, I was ready to do it within the hour. Once I was (laughs) like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, I wanted it. So, so this is something that's going to stay. The bald head is here to stay. There was a question. Yeah. There was a question asked on Twitter last week uh, by someone. I don't remember who it was. I apologize. What would you keep from the COVID era of wrestling? 
and my crazed podcast co-host SGG said that he would keep the Thunderdome for weekly television. I saw it and I replied to him and usually I'm on SGG's side. I think SGG is brilliant. That statement was maybe the most absurd take that I've ever heard in my life. Like the Thunderdome was amazing when it first came out. Like when you compared it to the uh, Performance Center and they were like, here's the Thunderdome. It was like, yes, this is more like it. But now, no, no. The, the Thunderdome, I'm ready for it to, like, I look at the Thunderdome like I look at my hair. Like, all right, you know, this was fun while we had it, but it's time to move on. It's time to go. Yeah, I don't, I'm guessing, and SUG's away right now, so I'm sure he'll make the argument when he gets back, but I know a big part of his argument will be about, you know, the crowd doesn't dictate storylines, you can do whatever it is that you want to do without having to deal with the crowd, but has that led to the best storytelling of all time? Like, what no. is the huge upside? What you miss is, when you turn on the TV, when you look back on the greatest moments ever in wrestling, the first thing you're struck by is the crowd. That We cannot, this is one business where the actual fan base is, I don't care, in basketball. Uh, yesterday I was watching the PGA Championship and I heard cheering and I was like, oh, crowd's there. I don't care. In every other sport, it's whatever. Not in wrestling. It adds, even if, even if the crowd ruins storytelling, which I don't think it does, even if it ruined storytelling, to me, it would be worth it for the aesthetic that it brings. Yeah, like UFC didn't matter. Like nope. UFC was fine without it. But like, you know, like Roman Reigns is doing not only the best work that Roman Reigns has ever done, but the best work that almost any wrestler has ever done right now. The only thing that I've rolled my eyes about with Roman Reigns is when the Thunderdome chants start coming in going, you suck, you suck. And like, it's acknowledged. Like Roman or Paul Heyman acknowledging the Thunderdome chants takes me out of it because I'm like, like I almost wish because Roman's character is so reality based that he would start yelling at the sound tech that's making up the chants. That's a like, great idea. That's a great idea. Yep. That's yeah. the way. If you're going to acknowledge it, it should be, you know, the head of the table doesn't need. No BS fa uh, sound pumped in when I'm cutting my promos. Turn that off right now. I want silence. You're right. Like, that how, would be good. How great would it be? How great would it be if you had like one of the Usos literally pull the sound tech guy over the board and beat him down because he was piping in booze while the head of the table was talking? See, this is this is why you talk to Sam Roberts because that's a tremendous thought. It's you're right, and that is the most the only real cringy thing about the Roman run is that he doesn't need it it's it's and you're right i mean i just i love i am in love roman heel roman has a manner of talking that embodies what a heel is in terms of like he truly believes he's just doing the right thing and the way he talks in this is exasperated tone. It's it's truly unique. Like we haven't seen someone do exactly this. And now we get the Jimmy J part, which I'm guessing is going to play out quickly. I kind of wish it would. I really believe Jimmy versus J is like a WrestleMania type you know, maybe not maybe not co-main event, but one of the big matches on that card. 
My guess, Sam, is we'll get it by Hell in a Cell. What do you think? Man, you know, I don't even I don't even want Jimmy versus Jay. Like I was thinking about the Usos, and like to me, the Usos are New Day level. Like the Usos are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Like I think it probably is inevitable, but like I I, I would like to see. If they do Jimmy versus Jay at Hell in a Cell, which I think is a distinct possibility, I would like for it to be like a knockdown drag out match. Jimmy wins. And then after the match, maybe the SmackDown after Hell in a Cell, Jimmy and Jay realize that they should never have been fighting. And that Roman and that the two of them now turn on oh, Roman. Oh, oh, Just oh. I don't, I don't want the Usos broken up. So my idea, first of all, I think that you could do it two ways, right? You could have, the, I, I want the Usos back together, like after one match. Uh, I mean, make it like a, an incredible match, but after one match. And you could either have this thing where Roman is dominating the singles division and the Usos dominate the tag division, which I'm fine with. Or since we're going to have crowds back real soon, you would hope that Brock is coming back real soon. And the idea of like headlining SummerSlam with Ro- with like the Usos turning on Roman and Roman going, "You want me to find a partner? Yeah, I'll find a partner." And Roman versus Brock, Roman and Brock versus the Usos is your big match at SummerSlam, and it leads down the line to a Roman versus Brock thing. Like that's where I would so, love to. Do. First of all, that's a fascinating idea, but also, does that mean that you prefer Roman versus Brock? to Bobby versus Brock? Because I think the big issue we have, Sam, is how do we get Bobby out of the Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman business? It, it, it's just been too much. Yeah, I, I agree. I like, And I do want to see Brock versus Bobby. And maybe it's one of those things where, you know, Brock can team with Roman and then face Bobby and then, and, you know, really like, Space out down the road before we eventually get that Brock Roman match, which I think we have to get right. I mean, because of Paul Heyman alone, um, I definitely want to see Brock versus Bobby. I want to see uh, based on Raw this week, or yeah, this week. Um, I think it'd be cool to build, and it would just be for Money in the Bank. You know, just one kind of pay per view main event, doing a Kofi versus Bobby pay-per-view match you know you teased it a little bit this week it really was more about drew on raw obviously um because i think you know hell in a cell is going to be drew and bobby again uh but man i think bobby needs to beat drew again and like that's done drew is rebuilding now we're doing something else with him. he's over here and i mean i'd rather see bobby versus braun in a singles match especially as good as Braun was in that triple threat. Well, that, like that's that's Braun. more interesting, at least, than him and Drew. It's just, it's definitely, it, it's become like that is sort of the standard. If you were to say, hey, just real quick, write down what's going to happen on Raw this week as a prediction. Everyone in the world would write Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre in some sort of match main event. Like that, it's just, yeah. it, it, it's, it's too obvious at this point. And that is a, that's a really, that's a good, that's a very good thought. Yeah, yeah, and I think you need something big for Bobby at SummerSlam. So, you know, maybe that is what you use Brock. There's only one Brock, right? And it's like, he's going to give that credibility to somebody. Um, but yeah, like, I, 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 my personal 
picked. Like, I am so, I pardon the pun, I am so high on Riddle right now. <laughs> I think. So is, di- so is think, Dip. Dip is, dip is over uh, the moon for Riddle right now. Like, for me, and I said this on my podcast a few weeks ago, even before the RK Bro thing, like, even when people were kind of getting tired of Riddle being goofy backstage, I'm like, dude, he's showing these segments that he's doing, even when people didn't really like them because they were annoying, anybody besides Riddle doing those segments, it would have been death, right? And Riddle was actually like, even if you don't like them, it was never because of Riddle. Like, it, was, it wasn't Riddle's portrayal of them. Would you, how would you feel about... How would you feel about RK Bro versus because we have to figure out what to do with Drew McIntyre? You don't want to go from overusing him because he's so big to minimizing him. What about Drew and Sheamus finding their way and tagging? I think Drew and Sheamus tagging instantly elevates both of them. I love Drew and Sheamus tagging. You know, I wouldn't mind uh, maybe uh, the United States Championship going over to like. Damian Priest or somebody like that and having Sheamus and Drew kind of move on from both their losses as a dominant tag. But like, honestly with Riddle, as much as I like RK bro, I would break them up pretty quick and, and give Riddle a big win over Randy Orton, something like that. Multiple, like have Riddle just win nonstop to the point where you get to SummerSlam in August and like Riddle versus Lashley, becomes a huge and plausible match, match because, yeah yeah because i think if you have riddle like really showing what he can do in the ring then i think people can believe him as a potential champion and if he comes across as unbeatable and the fact that he and bobby both have mma backgrounds i think if you take riddle seriously a riddle versus lashley match at SummerSlam could be gangbusters hey sam I love you. You look fantastic. We'll 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 uh, we'll talk again very very soon. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. All right. Love to Jess and the kids. For sure. There he is, Sam Roberts, ladies and gentlemen, the great not Sam. You know where you can find all of his podcasts. Now we bring in from Dipperland Ranch 2.0. This is very 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 exciting. Dipperston. Hey, how's everybody doing today? This is exciting. You're in your new estate. Yeah, it's it's gargantuan. I can't wait. I'm 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 measuring LJN shelves as we speak. I, I gotta tell you, I'm very I'm jealous of the excitement of having a new exciting house. Yeah. You gotta come. You gotta come figure out the whole man cave you know, Dipperstein wrestling extravaganza. I, 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 there's a, there's a conversation happening. There's a conversation. Can't guarantee it, but there's a, there's a conversation about late June. What are your thoughts? We're going to have to discuss dates. I have weddings. I have bachelor parties. People are going and going again. People are going and jumping at the bit to go and go. People cannot restrain themselves. People need to restrain I know we people need restraint. Like I love, by, by the way, I'm having fun going, but like, relax. We, we have plenty of time you, to go. You're going to go. We're going to go. You can go. You don't need to go and go. Correct. And certainly you don't need to go and go and go. No, no. There's people that are going and going and going. It, it, they're, they're out of their minds. They, their heads are exploding with all the going and going. Oh my God. I just realized 
that going and going is really the origin. It's the it's all Skyler. It's Skyler going and going that night is the essence of why now we're doing swinging and swinging, talking and talking. Yeah, we were we were discussing Skylar Aston, who were was seemingly during COVID going and going, not in a way that he was being irresponsible or anything like that, but in his own home alone, he was going and going. No, that's not where it started. Where where did it start? It started well pre-COVID when we were uh, partying one night, and you and I were at Skylar's oh, yes, house, yes. and he went to the yes. other room, and I was like, "Does this guy? He never stops going." And you were like, he's going and going. And I was like, he is. That's and right. that was immediate. It was in, it was an instantaneous. Once it started from that point, it was gone. Well, let me tell you something. I, Skylar Aston happens to be a good friend of mine, of ours. And there is one thing I can say about him. He's, he loves to go and go. He, oh, he, there's no one who goes and goes more. Yeah, he's um, going and going and going. <laughs> he was in Mexico last week. I, the man can't sit still for a second. He goes what? and goes. So, so, um, all right. I talked about a lot already on the podcast today. Did you have strong feelings about zombies? Did you think it was the worst thing in the history of the business? Did you think kind of, I'm fine. You're fine with it. Well, you're, uh, the, the GP universes, uh, will be shocked by, by the answer I'm about to give here. You think back to Halloween Havoc 91, you think back to the Chamber of Horrors match. You think back to all the corny WCW Halloween gimmicks and things they used to do. It wasn't to necessarily sell a movie that Batista's starring in. But at the end of the day, there's nobody that likes gimmicks more than me. Regardless if it's a sales tool or not, I didn't completely, I wasn't revolted by it like I know many people were. So to me, you can throw zombies up there and they could do a cute little gimmick with it. And um, it didn't kill me. I wasn't, uh, pun intended, it wasn't the end of the world for me. But yes, I understand why people would think it's corny and why- I you thought know, it was going to be the end of the world. And then when I saw it, I was like, world. yeah, I, I thought it was going to be. If and, it were in October, it would have been the, one of the greatest matches of all time. <laughs> and then I, and then it was like, it is what it is. As I said earlier in the podcast, and I'm not going to reiterate the whole thing, but it's this is not the biggest issue facing WWE today. Okay, let me right. Let it's, me say what would have been. Let me yeah. Let me say what would have been terrible if they would have used the Fiend and Alexa Bliss to sell or Alistair Black, or some other sort of macabre character to sell Army of the Dead. But to make it a lumberjack match between two rivals was not the end of the world. And two rivals whose story already involved Bad Bunny. It's not the most serious thing going right now. Or going. Um, by the way, I'm never telling a story again to the, to the Jew World Order. I'm only texting you and SGG on the side. To tell when I when good things happen, I'm just texting you two on the side. Yeah, I, I totally understand, and I know why. L last week, I mean, hold on one second, hold on, hold on. Everyone just, oh, what the hell's going there, on? You know, something going on. I thought there was something going on. Hold on, I'm working on it. But I'll, I'll, let me explain while I'm trying to fix my phone here. Um, 
Last week, I had a situation, a really fun thing occurred the night of WrestleMania Backlash. Hold on one second. Hey, Natalie. Hi. Did you want to jump on Cheap Heat Podcast and say hi to Dipperstein? <laughs> no, but I was wondering what was going on with the phone. Yeah, that's what was going on. It was going and going. There's clearly something going on. You're, you're so choppy, I can't hear anything. Oh, no. Oh, I'm choppy oh, right boy. now? Hello? Oh, no. All, All right, right, honey. I'll call you later. I'm sorry. I'll call you after the podcast. Is that a honey for me or a honey for him? Who's honey? Can't hear you. Love uh, you. Goodbye. Uh, sweet, sweet. Sweet woman. Yeah, um, beautiful. Anyways, something. Great photographer. Something. Oh, a great photographer. Um, anyways, something happened after backlash. Um, that was fun. A, a great hang. And I mentioned, I'm like, I text the group. I'm like having a great night right now. And people are like, oh, what's going on? You got to tell us the next day when I wake up and start, I'm like, Hey, so here's what happened. I tell all, who all I was hanging with and how good a time it was. And all I get from Goldstein is, well, were, were any of them zombies? You know what? Oh. No more, no more, no more stories for you. Okay. Yeah. You have the man to, goes and goes with, with corny jokes. He cannot, he can't resist. He, he it's irresistible. He can't, if God forbid a wrestler dies, when a wrestler dies, he has a joke of, he, Andrew or Zach has an inappropriate joke within 20 seconds that people don't get 20 seconds. Speaking of which, I have not mentioned New Jack today. Have not gotten a chance to mention the passing of New Jack, nor did I tell you, Dipperstein, that I saw Paul Heyman on Sunday. Yes. And I said, hey, loved what you did about New Jack on Friday. And and then he told me a New Jack story that I've never heard before that was psychosis, which I will not I want to hear it. Okay, can you can you say it or no? No, I'd not probably, on the, no, no, no. It was it was I'll, it was I've I, I never I seen it a, anywhere. It was crazy. I, I have a New Jack story, which I may have told on the podcast before, but I'll tell it again. It's worth it's he, he passed. died. We need to, so, yes. Um so I was once at a bar mitzvah, my cousin's bar mitzvah in Poughkeepsie, New York, and um there was a there was a wrestling show. I was I was very young. I barely knew what ECW was, but I I had an idea because I'm I'm from Philadelphia. So um, my my mother says to me, um, let let's you know let's go let's let's do it. And I'm like I'm not going to turn that down. So we sit in a very small arena in Poughkeepsie. I mean the size of a of a small gym, very small, and it was packed to the gills with lunatics. And one of the matches was New Jack and Spike Dudley. And I'm like five feet from the ring. And Spike and New Jack, New Jack picks up Spike Dudley. He lifts him over his head in a press, like a, he's going to press slam him. And he just full blown throws him into the crowd. Just, there was no warning. There was no nothing. Just full blown, just threw Spike Dudley into 50 people. And everyone had to just catch him and he kicked people in the face. And it was just a crazy, crazy thing. And then five minutes later, some maniac took a beer and dumped it over my mother's head. And my mother turned to me and said, we're leaving. That's my new Jack story. <laughs> By the way, it's a major, yeah. it's a major story. Yeah. And I mean, EC, that was prime ECW. I was probably, um, 
it was probably 97. So I was probably 10. And by the so way, there, there, no, they let me in at 10, at, at, you know, at 10 years old. That, I, I was at two ECW shows in my life. That was one of them. One of them was in Philly. One of them was in uh, Poughkeepsie. And with so. that breaking news, WWE returns to live events with 25 city tour beginning July 16th. Yes. You already saw this? I saw part of it. I, I saw the three, the three announced dates. What do they, they announce LA? So Friday, July 16th, SmackDown in Houston. Sunday, Money in the Bank, Dickies Arena in Fort Worth. Saw that. So I I was going to say I've never been there, but I've been to Dallas. So it's I, I guess it's mostly the same trip, huh? Guess what? You'll be able to go and go as you please. It's Texas. <laughs> I mean, Texas in July. Are you kidding me? It might as well oh, be 1983. Be the Wild West, literally and figuratively. And then Monday, July 19th, Raw at American Airlines Center in Dallas. Saw that. But yeah. Additional tour stops on sale dates will be announced in the coming week. So it's a 25-city tour, which means obviously SummerSlam will be live. Well, we're, 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 they're saying SummerSlam in Vegas, which I think would be so mage and fun. I will definitely be there. You know, maybe we do a heat and greet, something fun. Um, but, you know, a SummerSlam in Vegas, a heat and greet in Vegas would be a lot of fun and, and really, truly something major special if we can. Listen, I wanted the garden. I'm not going to lie here. Vegas is fun, too. Vegas is so fun. Uh, you know, oh, really? What's I've never been to a wrestling event in Vegas. But, but hey, tell me what uh, Vegas is like. Well, you know, people, by the way, the capital of going and going. <laughs> By the way, they need to make a new sign when you get there. Welcome to Las Vegas. We go and go. Confirmed. Um, um, I no, I love Vegas um, more than most people, especially, especially considering I'm not particularly fun. But I do love Las Vegas. It is. I've been to an event at T-Mobile, um, UFC and WWE. Oh, I've been to. You've been to T-Mobile for UFC. Um, Correct. Good venue for wrestling. Um, New York would have been my absolute top choice. Um, it won't be at T-Mobile. It'd be at the other one. The what do you mean? The outdoor one, I'm sure. At which one? There's an outdoor arena in Vegas, isn't there? Yeah, but it won't be that. I think it will be. You think they're going to go outdoor? I to, do. To try to, but where? The the MGM outdoor? That's what they did at WrestleMania. What outdoor space? I think there's one more. Uh, there's another arena there. There is. There's multiple arenas. There's UNLV. There's MGM Grand Garden. But those are all. Those are all inside. Oh, so you think it'll be a T-Mobile? Isn't T-Mobile small? No, T-Mobile's like eighteen. No, oh. no, it's right. Re- it's a regular. My guess is T-Mobile. I, I'd put. I wish it was outside. That would be mage. Uh, redo WrestleMania nine. Um, but my guess Ooh. is. My guess is. By the way, if that happens, I'm riding in backwards on a horse. Confirmed. I would um, like to see that. But it, I'll pull the horse. My guess is it'll be T-Mobile. And wow. All right. Fort Fort Worth, huh? Okay. So it's back, huh? Sorry, We're SGG. Back. SGG, I have bad news. Say goodbye to the Thunderdome. <laughs> this is really... Sam, Sam and I already discussed this. Sam said he often agrees with SGG's crazy takes and thought that that take was the craziest of all time. 
What, that, that he loves the Thunderdome? Someone asked, what, what would you like to keep from the COVID era? And he said, weekly TV on the Thunder, uh, at the Thunderdome. Yeah, that's right. That's the craziest thing you could possibly say. I, I, I think it's number one. I think it's the number one craziest take of all time. And I, I, I'm guessing, you know, next week he can clear it up and he'll now have a week to, to formulate his contortion. But he will make an argument, I'm guessing, about how the fans dictate too much and fans are annoying. I want to say this right now. If SGG can successfully win the argument as to why fans should not come back to live weekly TV, we will rename the podcast SGG, the physically large SGG loves delicious chicken. That will be the new name of the podcast moving forward. By the way, I would definitely subscribe to that. Oh, it sounds like a great podcast from a great oh, guy, a great but uh, but a, a crazy individual. Um, I this is very exciting news. We need people back in the worst way. I, I um I just want to talk about my house for another minute. Oh, go ahead, put if, it over. If anyone has any, uh, you know, I would love people to send me images of their wrestling man caves. So that, you know, I've seen Fig Heel, I've seen, you know, Hasbro Maniacs, you know, I've seen a lot of them, all the popular ones. I want to see some ones I've never seen. I need, I need man cave wrestling. I need wrestling cave ideas on what I'm going to do to display the garganch collection of, of garbage and crap that I've accumulated over the course of 33 years. What are your thoughts? I'm I'm excited for this. I want to help you design it. How big is the potential the potential area for the man cave? Huge. 12 1300 square feet, 1200 square feet. It's huge. <laughs> High ceilings. It's it's enormous. There's going to be a massive TV, a bar. It's going to be barbarian and and warlord are going to have the greatest time of their lives. I, I cannot wait by the way. People, we're definitely doing it. We're going to do it. We're not only are we going to go see the barbarian, but when we see the barbarian in North Carolina, we're going to hand him an invitation to to Dipperstein Towers 2.0 to watch Royal Rumble 1990 with uh, the Cheapy Universe. Um, I cannot wait for this. Maybe we can get who else can we get to come to this party? You think? Um, all of the except for Brett, who I don't think will come because I don't think we have the money to pay him. But um, I don't know. I. You know, I don't want to say Brett's friend. He's friend of Jace. Brett's Brett's friend to Jace. Yeah. What are your but thoughts? I don't, I don't think that he would fly to Los Angeles to watch wrestling with a bunch of marks. I think that no. we would have to pay him a lot of money. So anyway, I, I, so anyway, we'll figure that out. Whoever is alive from Royal Rumble 1990 will will be at the home, and it'll be Mage. So uh, except I don't think we'll get Hogan, and I don't think we'll get Brett, but the rest we'll get. Um, I want to tell you that I am enjoying these biographies more than anything. I mean, they are unbelievably good. Um, you can say whatever you want about the Macho Man one. We talked about it when I was on a couple of weeks ago. I stand the, by the overstated anger of the sedge. I completely agree. Um, I'm not was not around then. I don't have you know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking just from a fan's perspective, but the Macho Man biography, I thought was amazing. I thought the Shawn Michaels one was amazing. I thought your moments in it were were awesome. 
And I'm learning things about these guys in two hours. First, I love that they're two hours. Uh, the two hours is is great. It's awesome. I, I love that they're getting into intricate details of their lives and about things that I didn't know. I love learning new things that are not on P Wikipedia pages. The you say, you say Wikipedia. Yeah, I say Wikipedia. Wow. I don't say Wikipedia. Wicca. I don't say Wicca. You don't say Wicca. Wicca. You're, you're a wiki. You're a wiki. I love a wiki guy. Mm -hmm. Wiki. I always That's thought right. you were a Wicca guy. I didn't know you were a wiki guy. Wiki I'm guy. one of the biggest wiki guys in the biz today. Do, can you believe the part they used for my, my in the Sean? Well, you're a brilliant broadcaster. But the fact that they gave me the voiceover for I'm sorry, I love you. I, 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 that, it may be the best thing I've ever done in wrestling. You should just retire. It's done. What else are you going to do? You've accomplished everything. There's nothing left to accomplish. If, if anyone does, if you haven't watched the Sean one, and I felt like not nearly as pe many people watched it, even though WrestleMania Backlash wasn't the world's biggest pay-per-view, I think it really hit the the, the ratings of the A&E. This is the part, this is the part they used of me during the, the, the Sean Flair part. It's crazy. It becomes clear that Ric Flair just doesn't have enough. I love this part. I, I could tear up talking about it. Flair, like an old dog, still fighting. He thinks he still has it. And that's when Sean sort of has to have that moment where he says, I'm sorry. I love you. Where wants to fight? Oh! And just turns the lights out. It was as beautiful and perfect an ending to a wrestling match as you will ever have. I mean, are you kidding me? They gave me the glory spot. You got the glory spot. We need to reach out to these A&E executives. Because they're using me and using me. <laughs> You're being used and used. I'm going and going. I'm talking and talking. Are you on the Warrior one? Confirmed. Oh. Although the trailer is all Shoemaker. I, I, I called the director. Yeah, I tried. And not all, but they show him twice in the trailer. I called the director. I tried to have Shoemaker removed from the podcast, uh, from the doc. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, No, so did I. I said, <laughs> get this guy out of here. Uh, but yeah, so they, they said I'm in the Warrior one a lot. I... I'm upset still I missed the Brett one, but it is what it is. War I can't wait for the Warrior one. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I here. Here's a box of here's the box of tissues that I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, have sitting next to me. Um I'm very excited for the Warrior one too. Sunday night, eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be made. And then you get and then we get treasures again. Who do we get this week? I don't know who's on treasures this week. It's a good question. I like I like I love it so much that I'm just calling it treasures. By the way, I, I, we got to go here um, before we get out. I mentioned earlier AEW adding the new show Rampage Friday night ten o'clock. Uh, Dip. I think the move was Saturday six o five. I think it's a mistake to even add a show. Oh, by the way, me too. There, it's the over. There's. I already said that too. Too All many new sudden, characters. Here we go. Too many factions. Too many characters. Too many shows. Too fast. You're making, you're doing the exact, this is WCW 1,000%. If they were going to add a show, though, Friday night, it's already tough. SmackDown at 8 o'clock is already tough on a Friday night. I think the move dip was Saturday. I think lean into the history of what this is. Lean into, sat, go to Saturday morning. I threw How that out there, too. Who went Saturday, 11 a.m.? Saturday yep. noon? Yep. That would be a thing. For sure. I think way, Friday night's cool and fun. I think Friday night it's going to get buried completely. I don't. I think I'm predicting it right now. I'm not. I'm not predicting the demise of AEW. Rampage on Friday nights will be a failure. I, I feel very strongly about that. I agree 100. A it's, thousand percent. It's Thunder Jace confirmed. Wait, 
What the night was Thunder? Thursday. Thursday, exactly. And so, then it moved to Friday, maybe? I, that's what I'm saying. I thought it ended up on Friday. Maybe I'm wrong. It's the definition of Thunder and Jays. I, no, 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 no. It's, there's nothing more a Jays. We've had a lot of a Jays conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's up there with Baltimore's DC a Jays. It's up there with uh, it's up there with the with the highest levels. Okay, what, what's a good food one? Um, I, I'm gonna uh, give. I'm gonna give you. Come on, I want uh, uh, English. Uh, uh, Mandarin is orange, Jace. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> English muffin is bagel, Jace. I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all in the same. Yeah. That's how. That's the. Lo- I mean, um, Burger King is McDonald's, Jace. It's that level of situation yes by the way right. this is a great new topic for the show that i just came up with people giving us the best adjacent examples in the world yeah i, I mean well we've been doing this for years and yeah, years i want more i want all of them i want so-and-so is so-and-so adjacent this is that adjacent by the way had a nice chat with pat mcafee at the pay-per-view yeah i got news for you great yep. guy Great yeah. Oh yeah. Tell me, tell me more. I mean, he's explain. a GG. He's a GG. He's a GG. He's wow. a great guy. He's. I can't wait to spend time. Listen, with or if he's not, he is the highest level phony because <laughs> he seems like a great guy. Yeah, and I, I think we he is. A, look, when we um when we did cheap heat, he came the he came to um our cheap heat live. No, no, he uh, acted like a great guy back then, but I hadn't, gotten a great to, I hadn't gotten time to talk to him until now. We had a good, a good talk about what's going on. Dip. I have to go do a radio show. Oh, um, you don't. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, enjoy, enjoy Dipperland ranch 2.0 and I'll, I'll, I'll get the virtual tour tomorrow. Stay mage. Will you? SGG. We'll see you next week, pal. So we can argue with you about your crazy takes. Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Stay mage. Everyone. Редактор